Thank you very much, Will. Will uh, is on uh, Strictly Jazz every Thursday evenings beginning at 10.30. It's 10.28 and a half, and you are listening to KCRW. My name is Tom Schnabel. This is Morning Becomes Eclectic for Tuesday, the 16th of June. I've been uh, enjoying the music of Nancy Wilson for a long time now. I can think back of the... I'm going back to the early 60s when I used to hear the fancy Miss Nancy on, uh, uh, well, then KBCA. I remember a number of people, Jay Rich and uh, uh, Rick Holmes, a number of people. Nancy Wilson is in the studio with us this morning. Very happy to have her here. We're going to start off before we bring Nancy to the microphone listening to an album that was recorded uh, a few months ago. It's her most recent album. It's just out on the the ASI label. It's called Nancy Wilson at My Best. Features Nancy in a small group, a very intimate uh, group. Uh, Michael Wolfe playing piano and arranging the band. John B. Williams playing bass and drummer Roy McCurdy. We're going to begin with Save Your Love for Me. Nancy Wilson. I'd like to welcome you and say uh, good evening. I feel very comfortable here. It's a lovely theater. What can I tell you? If I hadn't started so long ago, loving musicians and understanding the music they play, how could we even deal with what we're talking about? Cannonball Adelaide. Duh. 
Nancy Wilson recorded live uh, recently at uh, Ambassador College, and it makes for a wonderful set of live performances, an evening uh, captured on an album called At My Best. Nancy Wilson, I'd like to thank you for coming yeah, down to KCRW. To it's nice to have you down here. Yeah. It's nice to have you down here in uh, that heat coming out here. <laughs> well, as long as we only had to walk from the car in here, it's not bad. It's lovely. Well, you were coming from Palm Springs this morning, were I you I came not? last night. Last night? Last night, yes. How can you survive in Palm Springs in this Actually, heat? Actually, I live about 30 miles east of Palm Springs in the mountains. Does that Upper make a difference? Desert. Oh, you bet. <laughs> it's about always 15 degrees cooler. There and I have a lovely breeze. I'm in, in, situated in a canyon that's just dynamite. I love it. Sounds love beautiful. It. Yeah, it is beautiful. It truly is. You get a, you get a chance to listen to the sounds of silence then, and the except when the winds are blowing. Mm -hmm. Then it is nice and loud. Natural it, yeah. sounds anyway. Yeah, it's great. It's just great. I'm out there. There's no house near me for a half a mile or more on either side, and oh, nothing beautiful. across the road but a lovely mesa. And I love it, I do. Like Sometimes it's a little rough. I know driving in from Palm Springs, you'll come up over the one hill and you're starting to sort of come down and you, you see all the smog ahead mm -hmm. of you and say, just yes. a minute. Yes, yes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. In any event, it's it's really nice to have you here. As I mentioned to our listeners a while ago, I've been following your um, singing for some mm -hmm. time through the different albums uh, over the years. Um, one of the albums I have in front of me right now, an album that uh, goes back a few years, uh, you recording with the late Cannonball Adderley, yes. who you were quite close with. Julian and Nathaniel, Nat and Cannon Adderley, I, I met them when they first came up from Florida, before they had formed their, formed their first group. They, I was with Rusty Bryant's band then, and I'd come into New York, the, the band was recording, I had not signed with anyone at that point. And we met, and I met their families, and... They were really the only friends I ever had in New York. When I first went to New York to finally decide I wanted to do that, these were the people that I knew. Julian was with um, John Levy, who was the man I wanted to manage me very much. And when I first went to New York, I was lucky in that Irene Reed was unlucky and broke her leg, and I took her place and started working there. John came up to hear me within 10 days. Um, everything was signed and done with both Capitol Records and John Levy within a period of five weeks. Cannon, I must say, had a great deal to do with that because he was so enthusiastic about the kid. This, it, I was always the girl singer, just the girl, the singer. And uh, I would never be able to tell anyone the closeness and the, the marvelous feeling that I have with Nat now and always had with Cannon. Now, in fact, I was just in Florida with Nat uh, a couple of weeks ago and stayed three days to play Pinochle. And mm -hmm. It's always been a warm, close rapport, and the music 
end of it has been absolutely sensational. Well, I would think as a, as a vocalist you would have a, a lot of affinity and be able to appreciate Cannonball's, his style, his, his yes. artistry, because he always had such a singing, a beautiful right. singing style on the, on the alto saxophone. And I think that uh, he's still underrated. I think that maybe only the music, musicians know just how, how, great, yes. how great he was. Perhaps and, and as a person, bright... Uh, so erudite, so able to say the things he wanted to say and to express things, both musically and verbally, about music. Um, they, they, I don't think there'll be another cannonball. He was one of a kind and an absolutely marvelous man. Mm -hmm. And who never really thought he was going to become a professional musician. He was teaching, teaching in, in right. Florida. Florida. And um, he apparently sat in on a jam session, and mm -hmm. people were, everybody was looking for the new Charlie Parker, right. and uh, people were so knocked mm -hmm. out by his playing that they mm -hmm. sort of put him in that seat and said, You have to record. That's right. When I first started to record, um, I did two albums uh, with Billy Mays. And uh, guess what I saw today was in the second album. Then I recorded with George Shearing. Now, you can, it was very strange that after all this time, it took two years for me to finally get around to doing the album, which probably everyone thinks was the first album, was the one with Cannonball. And it could not have come at a better time. We, it was a marvelous relationship. We did many concerts together. That lasted throughout the entire time. We could always, you know, well, we can always go back out. Let's go out and do the major cities with Canada mm -hmm. again. It was always a marvelous thing to do. I've enjoyed it thoroughly. It was the greatest time, really, musically, I think, for some of the best times of my life. Mm -hmm. Well, on this brand new album that you've just uh, released, has just been released on the ASI label, mm -hmm. it's called At My Best, I think there's a, a sort of a parallel here with this album and then the album that you did with Cannonball mm -hmm. Latterly, and it shows you at your best in the sort of the intimacy of a small right. group. Mm -hmm. I imagine that must be nice to, to be able to relate to it the is. musicians that way. And also, the whole idea of recording something live, as you did, um, you don't get any of the sort of alienation that you get <laughs> when you have to wear headphones yeah. and listen to right. the rhythm tracks and then the that's string true. tracks and everything else. You oh, I miss going to the studio recording that way. I mean, I think that's the worst thing that's happened to a recording industry in 10 years is, is the fact that I now have to fight and argue yeah. about the fact that I'd rather have the musicians there with me. You lose something. I don't care what they say. You still lose something. It, it, it no longer is my album when I go in. It's the engineers. And I don't, I've never quite felt quite the same about yeah. an album that the engineer has done and not me. Well, let's listen to that uh, sort of the copacetic quality of this new album. Once again, it features uh, Michael Wolfe at the keyboard, John B. Williams on bass, and Roy McCurdy on drums. Michael Wolfe was someone who I didn't know, and I was... Uh, Michael used to be with Cannonball. Did he? He was with, so was Roy McCurdy. Uh, so two-thirds of my trio are ex-Cannonball uh, Adelaide musicians. And John B. Williams, who is one of the most expressive bass players I have he ever is seen. He's so great. He's just dynamite. I just love him. The audience loved him, too. Yes. And he's got such a great look. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, he looks great, sounds great. And a word for the producer, too, David Axelrod. Yes who is such a fine person, he such is. a good ear for the music, and has been involved for so many years in producing some right. very, very uh, original and unique mm -hmm. uh, LPs. So our hat's off to him, too. We're going to hear a, a George Gershwin tune now, Our Love is Here to Stay. Again, this is from a new album by Nancy Wilson, my guest this morning on Morning Becomes Eclectic. It's called At My Best. It's very clear 
love is here to stay. Whatever and the day, the radio and the telephone and the movies that we know may just be passing fancies, and in time may go. But oh, my dear, I was here to stay. Selection from Nancy Wilson's new album, and that was uh, Our Love is Here to Stay, written by George Gershwin. It's from a live date, a live session uh, at the Ambassador Auditorium in Pasadena, recorded uh, a few months ago, and just out on an ASI recording. Nancy Wilson featured with uh, Michael Wolfe on piano, John B. Williams on bass, and Roy McCurdy playing drums. A really fun group to yeah, perform yeah. with. 
I think I was impressed by the fact that you played together so well. Everybody seemed to know each other mm -hmm. quite well, and it seemed to be something that not only is as professionally, but also maybe even personally, We're having friends, worked yes. worked over the years. And uh, sort Michael's of been with me almost three years now, John B., two years, uh, Roy McCurdy, about a year and a half, two years. But see, I've worked with Roy with Cannonball years ago. Um, they, they're young, interesting. Um, they enjoy what they're doing, and they support me quite well. well don't they? It's really a, an, an important factor for a vocalist to have musicians who really understand your your vocal style, your delivery, even your it's mood. Important, even yeah. your mood, Very I think. Very important. To know how you it's, want to um, interpret a ballad, because yeah. every yes. time you do it, it's different. It should be. Yeah. <laughs> it should uh -huh. be. Hopefully it is. Um, the biggest problem, really, is uh, I think if I were a musician, I might want to play more. And you do have to watch that they don't overplay. Uh, I'm a little, I like to be a little more subtle than some. Uh, but I enjoy having them play. That's why I always allow, within a show, an opportunity for the musicians to play. Aside from me singing, I love to have them show off and, and be seen and heard. It's a very democratic yeah. approach to well, your like side you know, I've always Musicians have meant a great deal to me. They've been important throughout my life. When, when I was a youngster, I had a television show at 15. I worked in high school on weekends and whatnot with bands. I worked with a group called Sir Raleigh Randolph and his Sultans of Swing when I was 15. <laughs> That's a mouthful. Oh, I, but, they, but these musicians, this was an older, older group, and he always managed to bring in some of the young, young musicians around town. I will say that they were, I mean, they just protected me. They were just nice to me and kind and very helpful. Consequently, since I've been in a position to hire musicians and I've always tried to be as gentle, kind as I can. I'm not mean. I'm not hard to get along with. I expect you to be. The hardest times are making sure you get your airplanes and making sure you're on time. I don't like for people to be late. I'm never late. I expect people on time on stage. But generally, if that's established up front, I, my only problem in dealing with a musician is just do your job. And I'll do mine, and we'll we'll get along fine. I've had no problems whatsoever, except you know somebody just late for work or late for airplanes. And what airplanes are hard. Please mm -hmm. make it on time to an airplane. Yeah. I left one musician once. Buster Williams was my bass player for five years, <laughs> and yeah, finally I I said I'm leaving. Um, we just went on off to the airport. He never has forgotten that. He's ne he's never been late again. He has never. He didn't believe it. I mean, how could you? You really? You really? Yes. Because after months of telling you, we can't wait for you. Uh, it, you just have to take a stand at a certain point. That's the only problem that you might have. If you are musically compatible, you can work the other problems out. Mm -hmm. Who were some of your, you know, we were just mentioning off mic uh, that uh, this album is apparently your 43rd album? That's either 42nd or 43rd, yes. There been a couple of re-releases. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah. that's so amazing and... I was thinking, going back to, to when you were first starting out mm -hmm. your, your career, did you, have, um, did you have certain people that you, that you learned from, that you, uh, oh. were, they, were they horn players, were they singers? Uh, male singers. Male singers, so yeah. Nat King Cole. Billy Eckstein and Little Jimmy Scott. Mm -hmm. Little Jimmy Scott was with Lionel Hampton in the 40s. Uh, my father listened a lot, and... Uh, the ink spots and you know um, I was up some size before I really started hearing Dinah Washington, Ruth Brown, Laverne mm -hmm. Baker. Then much later I was I heard uh, Billy Holiday and Ella Fitzgerald. 
But I, I have to say that uh, little Jimmy Scott and Diana Washington, the phrasing, the way they bend words and held words was, was very important to me. I liked how they got a word out, how a word was spoken. Mm -hmm. uh, Dinah never really uh, was interested in how large her, her range was, how many octaves she could do, nor have I been. She was more interested in that you understood what she was saying. And that the feeling of was communicated. The feeling, the, the yeah. to milk a word and make you want to cry. There was never a dry yeah. moment no, in her songs. No, yeah. Little Jimmy Scott, to me, has the most dynamic um, version of I Wish I Didn't Love You So that I've ever heard. And I did not hear it until I recorded mine. Mm. And it shocked me because I listened to his and I listened to mine and they were so similar. I couldn't believe it. His phrasing is, is the same. The bends of notes and, and what we hear in our heads, what we want, what we hear is the same. He's, he's just been, I just was always sorry that he never was bigger. People didn't know about him more. Uh, Nat Cole, of course, was just a charming, marvelous man who was very helpful to me and very nice. Um, my road manager now, um, Sparky Tavares, was with Nat Cole for 18 years and came with me and has now been with me, obviously, 16 years. So. I've had a good feeling for the past. Uh, I have enjoyed listening to people before me. I'm I'm trying to um, looking for those today who will carry on a tradition that I don't think ought to stop. You know, the Carmen McRae's. I, I want to find a new one. Mm -hmm. um, I miss that. Yeah. We we feel the same way here yes. at KCRW too. Well, Nancy, we're going to go back and uh, we're going to listen to another track from your new album, At My Best. Uh, it's really a fine album. It's so nice to have a live album. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, because you've done so many things with big bands, mm -hmm, uh, with, mm -hmm. with all the big orchestras mm -hmm. uh, in the studios. It's, mm -hmm. uh, it's really nice to have you with this particular small group. Uh, we're going to hear a piece called Teach Me Tonight, which you recorded on your first album. It was, right? it was recorded on the first album 21 years ago. Isn't Not quite this way. This stayed in the show, and we were in some in the Orient someplace, and someone asked to hear this song, and, I, and the only person who knew it was the bass player, John. And John started to play it, and the next night we did it, and everybody kind of filled in, and it stayed in. It has become really the, one of the biggest songs in the show now. Let's listen to that. For those of you who may have just joined us, my name is Tom Schnabel. This is Morning Becomes Eclectic. My guest this morning is Nancy Wilson. Thank you. This was a song that we rediscovered. Truthfully, the reason the song stays in the show is because of Mr. John B. Williams on the bass. Did you say
Guys, a blackboard high above you, and if if a shooting star goes by, I use that star to write, I love you.
Teach Me Tonight, sung by Nancy Wilson. The, um, you sang this when I saw you at the, uh, at the Dorothy Chandler mm-hmm. Pavilion, too, and the audience just wouldn't let you go. Oh, listen, that's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a showstopper. That one works, especially with John B. Williams. He's just a great bassist. Were you ever uh, uh, camera shy or, or, or crowd shy? Me? Shy? <laughs> no, <laughs> because you, you have such a commanding presence, and you have a way of just, the, you know, the audience is just... Uh, just in your arms, you know, by the, by the, well, after I've the first always, tune, everybody is with like you. That, yeah. And it's the band like is with you, yeah. and everybody is. Well, maybe it's because I'm basically nice, maybe. I hope. I hope that's what it is. It's the way of totally captivating mm-hmm. the audience. That's really something. You don't see that happening every evening at the Dorothy <laughs> Chandler right. Pavilion. Yes. I'll tell you that. We're just about running out of time, Nancy. We're going to turn to another selection from this brand new album. Once again, for our listeners who may have just joined us, it's called At My Best. It features Nancy Wilson with a small group and the trio consisting of Michael Wolfe on piano, John B. Williams bass, uh, Roy McCurdy playing drums. It's new on the ASI label. It's beautifully recorded, too, Nancy. Yes, thank you. You did a great job. And we're going to hear how glad I am. We're going to have to get out of here. All right. Nancy Wilson, thank you.